Hello and welcome to the Top Notch Podcast. I'm your host JP and today I'm answering a very common question I get about how to improve your mental strength or another way of putting that would be how do I increase my tolerance for discomfort. So very simple answer to this is progressive overload. You may or may not have heard that term before. It's used quite a lot in the sort of strength part of the fitness world. So if you're trying to improve your strength, you gradually increase the load uh, over time so that your body adapts to it and you're able to lift more load. So, for example, um, you go to the gym for the first time and you're going to do a squat with weight. Now, the coach isn't going to go and say, right, I want you to lift this ginormous massive weight of like 100 kilos on your first go. No, they're going to start off maybe with an empty bar. Check that you're suitable for that. If they see that, you know, that's heavy enough, then great. The next week we might have the bar and a little bit more weight. And the week after, the bar and a little bit more weight still. And over time, we gradually increase that weight, which is fantastic. That's progressive overload. Every time the muscles grow, they grow back stronger. Now, what we do have to bear in mind is that you do need deload weeks. Otherwise, you train yourself into getting hurt. So it becomes eventually becomes too heavy and your body can't adapt quick enough to the increase in weight. So that's how we train our mind. We gradually, incrementally, increase the stress or strain discomfort, whatever term you want to use, which means we have to have some way of measuring that. So life is messy. Some days we're stressed because uh, we slept through our alarm and it's really like we're rushed and we're stressed in that way. But then the next day it might be because we forgot to pick up food. So we don't have food for the day. So we're stressed about that. Or uh, a project lands on us in work that we weren't prepared for. Those are all different stresses. So you couldn't really measure, well, one was more stressful than the other, but the other was, you know, it, there's too many variables. So we can use um, fitness again as a way of building that mental fortitude, that ability to tolerate discomfort. In general, sort of cardio is a great way to do that because... It requires a certain mindset. So what we can do is set a pace and hold that pace. So um, say it takes you two minutes to go 500 meters, whether that's on foot, in the water or on a boat. Asking yourself to do it in one minute 55 seconds would mean you would need to go faster, which might be a little bit less comfortable. And then one minute, 50 seconds, again, a little bit less comfortable. And over time, we gradually increase our ability to tolerate that discomfort. Now we can go the other way. And instead of doing 500 meters, we can do 1,000 meters, 2,000 meters, 5,000 meters, and try to hold the same speed. So say, again, two minutes per 500. And so we increase our ability to hold that pace. And then maybe for the 5,000 metres, now we start to increase to 155, 150. And so we're 
tolerating that discomfort for a longer period of time. Which, again, works really well. But we have to take breaks from it. Because if you're constantly stressing your mind, you're going to work yourself up into a tizzy. So we got to take a step back, allow the mind to recover, and then challenge it again uh, over time. So we give three examples there, on foot, on land, on water. My personal preference for that is to use the Concept 2 rowing machine. <laughs> surprise, surprise, being an ex-rower. But there's a, it's not just because I used to row. If you row badly, you're just a bad rower. You're probably not going to hurt yourself. If you run badly, you're probably going to hurt yourself. Now, with swimming, I think it's more similar to rowing in that if you swim badly, you're just a bad swimmer. So you can still build that mental fortitude, and that's cool. But with swimming, you miss out on load. So you're basically weightless when you swim, whereas when you're on a rowing machine, you are working against resistance. So you're also building strength. So the two go hand in hand. You're building your cardio and your strength at the same time. It's a win-win, plus you're challenging your mental um, strength. So it's a win-win-win. It's great. <laughs> now, just as we can train our mind to be mentally stronger, we can also train it to be mentally weaker. So um, I train somebody three times a week, four times a week now. And they grew up in an era where you had to go and collect water and bring it back to your house. Where the floor in the house was made of earth and no joke this actually is a thing <laughs> right it's not that long ago so they had a very uh, hardy upbringing which made them quite tough they had no problems going and lifting you know hay bales going to grab big jugs of water it's not a problem but now they can't and what's the difference well, they stopped doing it. They stopped challenging themselves. They stopped um, doing that progressive overload. In fact, it went the opposite way. Instead of lifting the big jugs, they lifted the smaller jugs. And then after a while, those smaller jugs seemed like big jugs. So they lift smaller ones still. And instead of moving the sofa, they maybe only moved the chair and let someone else move the sofa. Or instead of sitting on the floor, they sat on the seat. All these little things that eat away at our mental toughness. Anyway, just a quick example both ways. Hopefully, you're able to take something from that and if you think and put it into action in other parts of your life, you'll see this kind of trend in many, many, many areas with food, with training, with relationships, the whole shebang. Cool, cool concept, progressive overload. Thank you very much for listening. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Sure.